Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Welcome, Rory. Hey, Paul. It is great to be here. It is wonderful that you're here again. I know that uh, today you want to talk about some of the barriers to coaching, but right. I didn't think there would be any after, if everyone <laughs> listened to this podcast every day, it'd be perfect, right? You are so far from the truth, my oh. friend. <laughs> okay. So you'll get into the barriers, um, but I, I, I think we mentioned this last time, mm-hmm. but tell the folks again why you're a coach and kind of the motivation behind why we're doing these podcasts. Yeah, I'm doing these podcasts because I love to see people transform. When I work with organizations, and I typically work with them three to four years, I, I, I'll be working four years with this one client. I, I actually had a three-year contract, and I was starting to wrap it down. It was going to wrap down in, in about six months from now. So I called the CEO up, had dinner with uh, the CEO, her and her, her VP, and said, okay, this is what I need to do to wrap it up. And she goes, where are you going? I said, well, you know, the contract's over in six months. I just want to make sure that we've got somebody to transform it, and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, this is working great. You're staying. And I was like, oh, nice. wow. So, you know, they extended the contract without me even asking about it. So, you know, what a flattering thing to do. But I love to work with organizations and see the transformation that occurs with the team, the organization, uh, their improved net income, and their improved growth. And uh, we've seen that with uh, many of my clients. I'm not saying it's work with all. And that's the barriers to coaching day because I'm going to talk about some of the things that when, when things fail, what were the reasons for failure? So you're saying, even though... Everyone listening to us now has listened to the 10 episodes before this. Right. There's still some challenges to coaching oh, for potential. Absolutely. And, oh, wow. Huh. And, who knew? And, and, <laughs> who would have thought? It would, yeah. it's, why isn't it, why isn't it uh, you know, butterflies and roses right. by now and, and yeah. rainbows? It should be right. butterfly, roses, and rainbows. What's, why isn't it all perfect? And, and, and one, number one reason I see is organizational culture. And, and what I mean by that is, is uh, I'll give you an example of a, a time when I was coaching an organization and it didn't and it didn't succeed and uh, we actually ended the contract and 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 I'll be very frank with you uh, they had some managers who weren't willing to coach weren't willing to follow the process uh, and I had made recommendations to the CEO you need to get rid of these managers to to let everybody in the organization mm. know and they go but they they do and I said yes they do a lot of things well but they're going to just keep you at the level you are at right now right. if you want to get higher. You're going to have to change some horses here to let everybody in the organization know, whoops, we got to do this. And unfortunately, they didn't, and the organization stayed. And, and it really just comes down to the, one of the first bears, the biggest bear is organizational culture. Um, a CEO may want to make the change to the organization, but if some people know they can get away with not doing it, guess what? They won't. And then the message goes throughout your entire organization, they can do this and not have to come along. And uh, I love CEOs that have the courage to say, you know what, uh, we're going to have a coaching culture you're going to do this, and this is how we operate going forward. What, what, are, the, what are the tips that really change culture? Uh, well, number one is the CEO being highly involved, numero uno, and the CEO being willing to uh, call people out when they don't get involved, and then giving you know me and other managers the license to say to people, hey, you got to start using this technique and this strategy because it does, in fact, help you. Effect, you know, it, it grows your team dramatically when you do this. Mm-hmm. But uh, some folks don't, they, and so the organizational culture is 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 a and, big one. And just seeing, bringing in a little bit of my experience in there, if you have a new coaching technique or new training program, people feel like it's the flavor of the month, mm-hmm. without really changing culture. So, 
as opposed to just using techniques, what are the other things that you really encourage managers to do to change that? I mean, uh, that, that's a real big challenge to change a culture. It's a huge challenge, and I want to I want to go back to your flavor of the month. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you so how many times I've seen people say, "Oop, this too shall pass." Right. If we just if we just wait it out, and that's the culture. That's right. The and culture is we're just going to keep doing what we want to do. Right. Management we'll wants to do this. say something, but we won't do anything. Right. The management wants to do this. We've seen the flavor of the month, like you said earlier. We're not going to do it, and then it really comes down to who has the most effective sales skills: the senior management team. Or the employees. And sometimes, guess what? Employees win. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because the management team doesn't have the courage to either sell them on that idea or the, the process. So some of the keys to changing the culture are, you know what? You can change the culture yourself. Okay? If you're a manager and you've got your own department, you can use these techniques to coach your team. Mm-hmm. Your team will start having better results. You'll have more cohesiveness. You'll, have a, uh, uh, you'll see results that improve. And I've seen it with a number of organizations where they see that, and then guess what? Then you look like a rock star. Managers start to ask you, what's the secret? And the secret is, I use coaching strategies rather than just telling my employees what to do. Mm-hmm. And then it, when you do that, it, it absolutely just changes the, the, the culture. Excellent. So never, you know, uh, leadership doesn't require a title. You don't have to be CEO to change an organization. And everybody in the organization can add the culture. Bingo. Right. And and it's it's either a positive culture or a negative culture. Every culture out there is different. And uh, and and you as an organization need to be aware of that. But but you can anybody can change it. Mm-hmm. And and um, my my attitude is always what's the positive approach? How can we get this to how can we get how can we achieve the goals and the vision that we have for ourselves? Great. Okay? Great. So the next one is the lack of understanding of value of coaching. And I think this is a, a big one. Uh, I've been very fortunate of all the clients that hire me for coaching. Uh, they understand the value. I don't have to sell them on the value of it. Um, but when I when I go out and do programs for managers and I do a, a, a coaching program and they're, they're introduced this for the first time, because most managers in my research, about 80 to 90% of managers have never been taught how to coach right. uh, like John Whitmore teaches in coaching performance or uh, Mr. Hargrove uh, Robert Hargrove teaches in masterful coaching. Most people have never been taught that right. that that strategy. They're they're an outstanding individual contributor, right? And they're a good employee, so they right. get the next uh, get the next promotion, promotion. You bet. Which is part of and their new role is coaching, and they've never done it before. Right. Their new coach, their new role is being a manager, and they don't know one of the great tools that they can have is to be able to coach. And so. Um, so uh, the, the other barrier, the second barrier that I see is a lack of understanding the value of coaching. That most organizations don't see the value of coaching that have been taught about it because most people I work with, 80%, 90% of managers have never been taught coaching. So if right. you've never been taught that, you don't know the value of that. But, uh, but I will tell you, when I go into an organization, I spend three years with them, and, and it's successful. Uh, don't, tell me, you know, don't get me wrong. I've got some that have failed and mm-hmm. for a whole host of ra- barrier reasons just that we have here. But when they succeed... And the, the, the coaches, the managers see the results they're getting. Trust me, they will never go back to their <laughs> old Never. I mean, you, you couldn't offer them enough money to go back and use their old style again. They want to use a coaching model. And so lack of understanding of the value of it uh, is a big key. Well, good, good. So let's, let's take a quick break. Oh, let's take a break there. Okay. <laughs> That's a barrier to your ears there, but it was too loud. But we're going to take a quick break for Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland, and we'll be back. Rory on the power of goals and leadership. 
He says, the best boss I ever had was Ewing Kaufman. I said, why? And he says, Ewing Kaufman was so good at firing up a group. He gave great presentations and he could fire us up. And so he had a presentation one day where he had all the sales team. And he said, you know, we've got to go out and beat last year's goals. We've got to really get after it. And he had them all fired up. They could just run through walls for Ewing Kaufman. And they were all fired up. And he says, right now, reach in your pocket and get your business card out. And he says, in that business card, what I want you to do is I want you to write down on that business card how much you're going to beat your quota by. So he said they were so fired up, people just wrote incredible numbers. And they all started to walk out. But Ewing Kaufman beat him to the back door. And while he was there, he held his hand out. Give me that card. Exactly right. Give me that card. He collected all the cards. What do you think he did? Every month, he monitored their sales. I said, what was the result? He said, the results were pretty simple. He challenged me to be the best I'd ever been in my entire life. I had the most sales that year I'd ever had. And for the company, we had the most sales ever. See the power of leadership? For more information on booking Rory for speaking or coaching, please visit RoryRoland.com. Welcome back to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. We're talking about the top barriers to coaching. We talked about culture, the lack of understanding the value of coaching, and you have a few more for us, Rory? Absolutely. There's just a whole host of barriers out there that we could talk about. Uh, but one of them is just low levels of skills and experience with the organization. You know, if, if managers have never been taught how to coach, um, there's no way that they're going to be able to use this skill. Right. And I used to go in and just – I used to be a trainer. And, okay. and I would go in and do, uh, you know, train one day on coaching skills. And then I would go back and, you know, ask them six months later, how's it how, – you know, what's the impact? And guess what? No impact. Zero. They had a nice day off. <laughs> nice day off. Yeah. Loved it. And so then I refused then from that point forward uh, to have those kinds of relationships with my clients. Hmm. I said, you know, it, it's got to be a three-year process. Wow. I mean, if you want change, uh, and then I thought, you know, my business is going to be over. I'm never going to sure. be doing this again. And then guess what? I had clients say, you know, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And so we we work with a client on a on a you know, a monthly basis, we, we take a manager through, we take the management team through uh, coaching performance is the first book we take them through, learn all the processes. Then we take them through some other books after that, but it's basically like a, like a book club. Okay. And then what we also do is, and I, I meet with the managers either individually or as a group uh, without senior management being around. So we can talk about real life examples because if senior managers is there, I found that most managers are reluctant to talk about the real problems mm -hmm. because guess what? They don't look bad in front of their boss, Right. Uh, but they can have conversations with me. And of course, you know, it's almost like a confessional, but not totally. I mean, if, if I see something that's, that's wrong and needs to be addressed, that senior management needs to be aware of, we all know that you know I have the authority to do that. Right. But the other side of the coin is too, we want them to be a place where they can talk and, and not have to have that. But uh, but I think that's the biggest key is, and I and I recognize that it it takes a while to develop these skills. It takes sure. a while to practice them. And uh, you know, number one, they've got to have trust in me as as an outside consultant, as an outside coach, that I'm there for them. And once they get that that level of trust is there. Then once that trust is there and that relationship is there, then we start to see it progress pretty and they quickly. And they probably have to develop those skills because they know they're accountable later because the session's coming up. Right. And they have to. They know they're going to be asked, how did you uh, work on your skills of coaching? Right. And you know, one of the things that I'm— Whether they did well or not. Right. Right. And one of the things I'm implementing now is an idea uh, from the book— 
uh, What Got You Here Won't Get You There by Marshall mm. Goldsmith. And it's a great book. So if you want to read a great book on coaching, and I re- highly recommend it as Marshall Goldsmith's book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And what he's talking about there is, in, and he saw the same problem with his, with his uh, coaching. And so uh, a VP one day said, you know, what are the results of your coaching? And he says, uh, you know, I really can't, I can't give you the numbers. So he devised, and, and I'm also doing that with my coaches, coaches, uh, to actually send out an email to their, ma- you know, their employees and to say, is the manager using these techniques? And is it, you know, rarely uh, okay, often or very often? So that we're able then to see if the manager is doing it. But the other side of the coin is, too, it gives the report to the senior management team. And it also then the managers know they better start using this because what? guess what? They're going to be held accountable. Right, right. Because if you don't measure it, you don't monitor it, you can't manage it. So you got to measure it, monitor and manage it. And so we use a, a, an you know, evaluation tool uh, for those managers to make sure Very that, guess what? They're going to they're gonna get that question is asked. And that what we see is the skill level improves because I mean, when you know there's going to be a test, guess what? You do the homework. That's right. Absolutely. You know, and so if the managers know they're going to be they're going to be tested, they're they're accountable. They're exactly. Excellent. Do any more or absolutely? We've got uh, two more basically, okay. and this is the big one I hear from managers all the time, and that is lack of time and resources oh, to do boy. it. So yeah, yeah, I'm just too busy doing my job. Right. <laughs> you know, so right. they're just all caught up in that. I'm like, just relax, okay? Uh-huh. This doesn't take any more time. And matter of fact, it's going to save you time. Uh, going forward, uh, so you know, and 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 also, uh, a manager the other day said something. I'm going to paraphrase them. I hope I do this correctly. But they said, "Do you want to teach them over and over, or do you want to coach them once?" Mm. And I think that shows the value of coaching. You know, do you want to teach them over and over, or do you want to coach them once? It, it seems that it goes back to the other barrier of lack the understanding of the value of coaching. Right. Because if they knew that was the value, they knew that would be their job, and then they would know they had time to do their job. Right. But, but if they feel like they don't have time to do extra stuff, they're not understanding that's actually what you should be doing. Right, and it's going to speed your time up. Mm-hmm. And, and there's two things you should be doing as a manager anyway. You've got two responsibilities, as, as said in Coaching Performance by John Whitmore. He says, number one, your responsibility is to get things done. Okay, mm-hmm. you got to get whatever yours assigned to you, whatever task is assigned to you, you got to get it done. If you got to paint this wall, paint that wall. But the other thing is that your other responsibility is to develop people in the process. And so, uh, you know, get work, you know, your job is not to get, you know, work done through people. Your, your job is to get people done through work. Right. And so that's really uh, the important key in this process is, is your responsibility there. It's a whole there. mind shift. It, it is a mind shift. And, and recognize that once you start to use this skill, you recognize that it does save time. I've got a CEO now, and she's been doing this for, for quite some time. And, and so I was talking to one of her employees, and I said, have you seen a shift in her? And she says, I've seen a dramatic shift. She says, I worked with her 17 years. And, and now when employees go into her office, uh, they don't go into the office and ask her, you know, what's the answer to this question? Uh, because they know that she's going to say, "What's your perspective? What's your background?" <laughs> she's going to coach you, right? She's going to coach watch you. Out. Yeah, yeah. Watch, yeah, watch. <laughs> Some coaching is coming. That's right. And 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 so they know now. Guess what? They do their homework. Mm-hmm. They know the question she's going to ask. They prepare it. They have an answer, and then she knows they're going to. She's going to ask them, "What's your recommended solution? What would you do if I weren't here?" And so they work all of that out ahead of time. And when they go to her, they're now asking her CEO level questions. They're not asking her middle manager questions, or they're not asking supervisory questions. They're asking her the tough CEO type of questions, right. and that's using her time more effectively and their time more effectively. And look how much time she saved by doing that process. So it seems like on the front end, it's going to cost you time, but in, in essence, it's going to save, save a tremendous, tremendous amount of time. So okay, 
And then our final one. Our final one, and and the other is, is it really a uh, a priority in the organization? And most organizations, it's not. And you know, going back to that point yesterday, earlier that we talked about is you don't need a title to be a coach. If it's mm-hmm. not a priority in your organization and you see the value of coaching and you've read coaching performance, you've read other coaching books, um, and there's a whole host of them out there, you can use it. You can make a difference in your organization. And if really, I believe, and I'm convinced of this, my career would have progressed quicker had I known these skills in my oh, 30s yeah. um, rather than late. You know, it's the old German saying, too soon, old, too late, smart. <laughs> and, and that's how I feel in my career uh, with this. And so uh, I think that's, that's the key. Is it a priority? And if it's, a pri- if it's not a priority of your organization, so what? Make is it, it a priori- priority. Bingo. And, right. and I'm convinced it's going to help your trajectory as a manager in your career going forward because your management team is going to say, wow, how are you going to get these results? You're turning people around. Um, remember we talked in one podcast about the manager who took a woman who had been an average salesperson and then turned her into one of the top 10% of the organization right. or maybe even top 10 of a, of a large organization. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a manager and you're recognized as transforming people who were average to being top oh, performers, boy. look what what's your resume look like? That's right. Your resume looks very impressive. Mm-hmm. And what a, what an impressive thing to say to an organization. They say, what have you done? Well, I took this person. Here were their numbers. I worked with her for three years. Now here's her numbers. Right. Do you want a manager who can just hold a seat? Or do you want a manager who can heat Bring the seat up and make things happen? That's right. So, you know, wow. do you... I think that's my new saying for people. Are you a manager who just keeps a seat warm, or do you are you a manager who can heat it up? That's good. That's excellent. Top barriers to, to coaching. coaching. Thanks for you even threw in some suggestions on what we need to do to overcome those. Bingo. So, well, two for one in this podcast. Absolutely, good job got on the that. barriers and, and and over how to overcome them. So uh, we'll we'll get back with this we'll see you next time on coaching for potential in the meantime how can people get a hold of you rory they can get a hold of me at roryroland.com that's r-o-r-y-r-o-w-l-a-n-d.com got my contact information there i'll be happy to help excellent thanks again for joining us for coaching for potential with rory roland we'll see you next time This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.